Next on the tee in Season 2, Episode 3 of Grow the Grind. The 2020 Women's Golf Coaches Association National Coach of the Year. A former All-American at the University of North Carolina. A two-time North Carolina State Girls Junior Champion. A four-time ACC Coach of the Year. The 2011 National Coach of the Year as selected by the LPGA and a five-year LPGA Tour player. The head coach of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons and Team USA at the 25th Arnold Palmer Cup. Coach Kim Llewellyn. We had the opportunity to sit down with Coach just before she led Team USA to a victory over the international squad at last week's Arnold Palmer Cup, hosted at Rich Harvest Farms. Wake Forest has become a powerhouse in the ACC and nationally turning out LPGA stars year after year. This is a rare one for us, Allie, because we didn't have to go very far for it. Rich Harvest Farms, 20 minutes away from the house. We got access, we walked in, we had the media badges going for the first time, which was really exciting. And uh, I'll tell you what, I wasn't sure what we were going to walk into. We didn't have a ton of prep work ahead of it. We knew that Coach Kim might be a possibility, but we also understood that she was extremely busy trying to prep for the opening ball there. And um, I'll tell you what, she sat down with us and gave us a ton of her time, more than probably she she could, and we were very thankful for that. And uh, it was a learning experience for me and for you. You can see that the level's way up with her. Uh, her, her golf IQ, her ability to speak about the game and educate is, is, is up there with, I'm sure, anybody who's earned the rights to be called National Coach of the Year, which she's done twice, by the way, once at Virginia and once at Wake Forest. She was a treat. She was, she, she's just got a great vibe about her, right? Like her energy yes, is, definitely. her energy is, is, is something that I think you would want to have if you were a part of a team event. Um, she creates that casual mindset. She's got this ability to create calm and, and kind of has, has something, something special about her that we saw right away and that we're really happy to sit across from. We were sitting behind the first tee box where the Arnold Palmer Cup was displayed, talking to Coach Kim during this episode. Birds were chirping, the scoreboard was being assembled. The WGCA president and TCU's head coach, Angie Larkin, can be heard announcing the four ball groups before opening tee shots. What a perfect setting on a great day of golf. Yeah, it was, obviously. I mean, could you think about that now. Couldn't have had a better afternoon to start that off. We're setting up shop, and then there comes Coach Kim to sit down. Now, later on, she would lead this incredible roster on to a victory. In fact, it's the first victory for the United States team since 2018, headlined with names from Texas, Pearson Cootie, Florida, Ricky Castillo, Duke, Gina Kim, Erica Shepard, Sam Bennett, unreal roster. We got to watch a little bit of the action, too. We went out there. We watched Brooke Matthews. Rolling a birdie on an impossible par three right before a rain delay. We saw we saw so much good golf out there, and it was really cool to be behind the scenes, but also be a part of watching that excitement that those college players had for the event and competing for Team USA. I honestly can't thank Coach Llewellyn enough for her time and energy. I have no doubt that you will enjoy this beauty of a podcast. Sit back and enjoy. And thanks for listening to Season 2, Episode 3 of Grow the Grind. And be on the lookout for more episodes live from the Arnold Palmer Cup. It's a beautiful day to tee it up for the Arnold Palmer Cup. 
we are live at Rich Harvest Farms for the annual Ryder Cup Styles event that showcases the top 24 men and women U.S. and international college golfers. Last night was the opening ceremonies. The field is absolutely loaded with talent, and so is the U.S. coaching staff. Joining us today in Season 2, Episode 3 of Grow the Grind, head coach of Team USA and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, Coach Llewellyn. Coach, thank you so much for joining us today. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here on uh, Grow the Grind. Love the name. And the uh, for you guys who can't see the logo, it's um, outstanding. So fortunate to be here. Thanks for having me. Your resume is silly, Coach. I mean, it's super good. Virginia, all those years at Virginia, ton of time out there that you absolutely cherish. But I don't think you could be in a better spot right now than you are. Uh, Wake Forest just renewed your contract, so you're going to be there for the long term, the long haul. Yes. Had a ton of great players over the years. And here we are, Arnold Palmer Cup, just outside of Chicago, Rich Harvest Farms. Mm -hmm. What stands out to you about this event, and why do you love it so much? Uh, Well, for many reasons, but uh, Arnold Palmer Cup, you know, again, being at Wake Forest University where Arnold Palmer played, and um, uh, for those who haven't been there, but our uh, golf facility, the Arnold Palmer Complex, as soon as you walk up to it, there's a statue of Arnold Palmer. So every day, um, being a part of his legacy and um, being reminded of what he did for the game, what he did for the for the community, um, his spirit that he had. We see that every single day, and um, it's it's being lived here with the the young ladies and the young men from all the different countries, and then obviously from the states too, um, representing uh, their country, their love of the sport, um, competing against one another at a beautiful venue, Rich Harvest Farms. Um, they're treated outstanding. Um, new Nike gear as soon as they walk into their yeah, hotel room. Really lo- their bed was loaded. loaded right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just an outstanding event all around, and, and I think it's a, a memory they're going to have forever. Yeah, we're set up behind the, the first tee box mm-hmm. here. Mr. Rich is kind of hanging around. We got a chance to shake his hand. We've been here before. We're actually pretty close. We travel a lot for these podcasts. Right. But this one was 15 minutes from the house. Yeah. Oh, nice. Convenient. Yeah, convenient. very convenient. We were out in Warren, Ohio last week talking to some people. So this one, though, is, it's got a little bit more of a special feel to it. I mean, uh-huh. you can kind of see that the players are very much at ease. They're very relaxed mm-hmm. from what mm-hmm. I saw on the range this morning on the putting green. I think that they're playing for something other than themselves for once. Very much so. Which is mm-hmm. different, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. you, too, I know you're big into the team stuff because you're Wake Forest team, team, team. But it's an individual sport at all times. So you are you get the good side of it all the time right? in that you're always team focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not that way yet. Right? And, and the junior right. golf game is yeah. not that way. Right. It can be very competitive. It can get a little bit ugly because people are all out for themselves. Right, right, And so could you talk about, like, your mindset as a coach uh, from a team mentality Mm -hmm. from Wake and then how that might transfer over into kind of how it works for you and why you're so good at it as a head coach here? Well, thank you. Well, thank you. And and I think for for everyone listening out there and all the the junior players – um, it, it, it is a difference playing for a team and, and it's such, it's a family. So, you know, I, I always say a team is a group of different individuals, different from different backgrounds, countries, what they like to eat, but they all come together as a group, um, for a common goal, which is to, to win championships, to have a great time winning championships and obviously to graduate. So, um, we all have those goals at all time with the team and, um, it's, a, it is different than, than when you're playing as an individual, 
Um, it'll you'll love it. By the way, if you guys, when you if you can play for a team at any level, I've coached at every level. I started at the Citadel, went to East Carolina, um, and then went to Power Five Virginia and Wake Forest, and and um, have there's a place for everybody, and um, there's nothing better than team. I mean, look at these young ladies out here. They all have. Uh, for the U.S., they have stickers on their faces yeah. and in their ankles. We saw ankles that in the national their, championship too. Right? Yeah. Ole Miss, you guys, yeah. everybody kind of wore just, something just to show the yeah. pride for, for what they're a part of. Yeah, we're excited oh, for that, cool. right, Al? Yeah, it's, it's You've done cool. one or two team events, I think, mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah, and it's, it's fun though. It's yeah, fun. Even if it's just your, you're like a partner scramble situation, right? It's mm-hmm. it's just a different type of thing where you're hitting shots for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I hope this goes really well for the U.S. Thank you. Yeah, because it's so been a while. Well. We it's haven't been, won yet. We had, yeah, we won the first year they had the women, and I, if I'm, I could be mistaken, don't. But um, we had, we did, did not win last year, and um, so I think it's been the first year. So maybe four. This will be it's the fourth year. Yeah, yeah, it's been too long. That's why they brought you in. Long. They brought but the yeah. ringer in. Well, let's hope. Let's hope. It feels like you got Fingers like six crossed. players here. Did you just <laughs> right. pick the roster for yourself? <laughs> How many of your players are here? <laughs> that's, a, that's so funny. Um, we actually have um, well two from the state side, and then we have one that's playing um, for international, and then one male that's playing for national. So we do have four Wake Forest representatives, which is outstanding, and and it's hard for me not to. Uh, you know, I pull for them all. I mean, goodness, uh, 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 I, even my international wake players, uh, you know, you I, want I, I, well. I want them to play. I want us to beat them, but I want them to play well because, um, yeah, because they're still part of wake family. Sure. So as much as we would love to talk about this week's event, we just don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. And this opportunity we have to sit down and talk to incredible coaches like you mm-hmm. at your level is something that we don't get to do a lot. So we want to know the separation. How? Just how do players separate themselves and earn the attention of Wake Forest? Mm-hmm. That's a great question, and and I think um, you know, growing the grind. I think that's a, a, a just thinking through um, what you guys are doing. It's you you do need to grind every day. You know, um, I love this, and I and I heard this the other day. Um, and it sort of goes with Arnold Palmer's spirit. Um, you, every night before you go to bed, dream. And then the next morning, fulfill the dream. And then go to bed again and try to fulfill the dream. And if you keep thinking that way every single day, you're going to get up with a purpose. Um, what do I need to do this, that day to fulfill that dream? And it might be um, going to chip and putt for a little bit extra. It might be going to hit a few more balls. Um, it might be resting that day. You know, it could, it could be a lot of different things. But um, but it's just putting that goal out there to, to do something that you love. And if it's golf, great. If it's, you know, journalism, great. If it's whatever it is in your life. But, but dream before you go to bed and make it happen the next day and do it all over again. And I think you'll get where you want to get. And um, and it and put yourself out there playing tournaments. Yeah, um, we had know. some people tell us like the word grind is a negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when oh. we when we pitched when we pitched it, yeah. we said this is yes. what we're gonna go with. Yeah, and we got a match going off. I know. This is big time stuff. It's Rachel Keane too. From oh, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta watch that <laughs> ball. Don't you? You might want to go watch that ball. Tough carry on the first here, isn't it? There's that. There's that good corner that they got to work off. We saw a guy hit a hybrid, 385 yards. What's going on out here? What do they feed these guys? Well, I tell you what's interesting, and we we got the brunt of this early on, but so four ball is such a different format that we're used to playing. So in the first match. My young, um, the international player hit it in the water where my young lady hit it to six feet. Well, she took stroke and distance and went further back than she did, which means my girl pl- played out of play and no. they made her re-hit it. 
They did. So, I mean, what my point is... Oh, I don't even know that format uh, well play, enough to so, understand so, that rule. Right. So, my, so I- interesting... Did you sit down with the players and explain a lot of this well, prior I, to the I event? I did, but, but you know, you you don't see that coming. Do right. you know what I mean? No, yeah. so, but, so, you can... Making the rules help you potentially win a hole. So, very interesting. Like, the, it's it takes you out of your realm of what you're usually doing to think different in those formats. So... Very interesting format, um, a blast, but there's a lot of chess pieces that can be played out there. That, yeah, that yeah. Can be when make you're it, on the greens specifically, right? Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah, when you're yeah, on the greens. Yeah. If you've blown a hole, I mean, I don't know, you could probably roll a ball past so, your buddy and then say, let me show you this line because so, I'm still out. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if anyone so, would right, ever right, yeah. do that. Well, yeah, there are some rules. There's that some unwritten rules that you don't do that. Going back to the grind. So, yeah. Negative. Oh, so yeah, it's yeah, negative. Everyone's yeah, initially no. negative, neg- right? Yeah. And I, I felt that way too. I said, no. the, the grind is what makes it great. That's right. what Ellie always says. Yeah. What do you always say? Golf is great, but the grind makes it greater. Yeah. And I mean, I think that, you know, of, uh, you know, a lot of people will say, grind maybe okay, you're working hard and you're maybe you're I don't know overworking hard if you want to but I think if you can enjoy the grind enjoy the moment enjoy getting in that bunker and figuring it out enjoy um, you know maybe making a swing change that isn't going how you want to but grinding that out can be enjoyment can be meditation it can yeah. be when you figure it out I mean, you've just accomplished so something. So what's the balance between what you're describing, which uh-huh. I'm a big coach on. Yeah, I coach yeah, that yeah. all the time mm-hmm. and burnout. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because there's that kind of fine line between the two. Because Allie, since we went to Clemson, uh-huh. has practiced every single day for, I don't know how many days has it been, 65, 70 yeah, days. Yeah, She's a psycho. Yeah. She's become nuts, but she made <laughs> yeah. that decision for yeah. herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people are forced to do that. Right, 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 right. Um, there's a line there. I don't know yeah, if you've yeah, got yeah. it figured out. Um, I think there are moments, um, and I think that every person, whether you're a, a, a junior golfer, a college golfer, or an adult, there are going to be things that you have to give up in order to reach your dream. You know, I mean, there there may be, yeah, did you hear? I see uh-huh. it. Do we got an angle on this shot? I know, right? So Look she at- ran back back to the range and hit. Two, two more balls. balls. Yeah. I think it was about a... Let's see how quick she picks up her tee. Oh, that's a good call. All right. It was at least it a half a mile run. Yeah. She didn't want to ride back to the tee box no, either. because she, she wanted to walk with her teammate. How cool is that? Yeah, you she know? seems so, cool. She seems mm-hmm. super cool. She had a good one there. She picking it up? Yeah, look, he's she liking it. it. Yeah. You're see, proud of her, aren't the you? the grind. She ran over there, hit two <laughs> balls. She wasn't burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Um, right. But I do think, I mean, there are things that you're going to give up. There may be a lake day that you don't go to, or there may be a, a beach trip that you don't get to go to. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so there are things that you give up. But, but if you're looking around here, there's people that aren't doing this. You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, you may have had to give up the lake day for a day, mm-hmm. but you're just experiencing something out here with some of the most extraordinary friends that you make for a lifetime, getting really cool gear and having a blast. So um, I think it's actually just perspective will help you not burn out. Um, and if you are struggling and challenged that like we all do in every aspect of our sport or our, our profession, grind it out until you figure it out and then there's satisfaction. If you told so, me that I had to sacrifice 10 insignificant fun laughs... 
right. For right. one moment like today for right. this, right? who wouldn't take that? Exactly. I think the perspective isn't there for a lot right, of people right. that exactly. they just don't know how to put the work in yeah. to get the reward later on. Exactly. And, I, uh, mean, these, look, I mean, look at Rachel. Like we, we were just talking about her. Ran to the range. Has tat, you know the, the little tattoos all over her face. You know, the USA tattoos over her face. Has the, you know, the braids with the, the red, white, and blue all in there. She's laughing. She's having a blast. I promise you she'd rather be here than the lake yeah. right today. Without, Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Uh, right, you? right, right, right. So I would rather be here. Yeah. <laughs> you are here, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I mean I just think it's a it's a perspective of of um of things too. But okay, but we gotta dig deeper a little bit into the practice habits because this is what our people want to hear. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So what habits in your players that you've had over the years, mm-hmm. the best players, right? Mm-hmm. is there a correlation there a little bit with how they practice mm-hmm. and what they practice on in the length of duration in which mm-hmm. they practice real quick? Could you give us some yes. of that? And I will say that every player is different. There are people that are sunup to sundown players, that that's, what, that's how they want to practice and that's what they want to do and they like that. But then I have other players that, that may put in you know two and a half to three hours and they're getting what they need to get done done. But I think the most important is... Um, what we do at Wake Forest and a lot of junior golfers do it and start start out and even if it's parents being helpful and just through observation but but you do want to do some type of statistical information meaning how many greens are you hitting how many in positions 20 feet in are you hitting how many um, chips are you hitting it within six feet you know how many putts are you making from 20 feet in and just sort of keep a general guide of that type thing mm. um, and then those those areas that when you're, should that start I think it starts immediately and it can all be relative off of of your of your talent level at that moment but mm-hmm. um but if if you're playing you know if you're a really young golfer and you're starting maybe at the 200 yard marker how many greens in regulation can you hit what do you need to do maybe to get to that versus maybe some of you know what your peers are doing do you need to hit a little further if you do then maybe you do some swing speed stuff for a little bit and figure out how to do that if it's um, maybe knocking you know a few more cl- uh, your chips a little bit closer so you have more opportunity to either save bogey or par you know doing that um, making a, f- a few more birdie putts or par putts whatever um, that length may be but just um, keeping some type of statistical information to where you can see where you're getting better or not and then keep working on and grinding on um, those areas that need a little bit of work so you're just chiseling away and getting better and and your strengths, if whatever those strengths are, just keep maintaining, keep what you're doing there. I think I only know of one or two dads that I've spent time talking to that do that yeah. with juniors. Yeah. It's something we absolutely do not do. Yeah. We have a gauge for it, but we're not sitting there running numbers and determining yeah. how often you're within 10 feet from 40 yards, yeah. which yeah. is what, what we need yeah. to be. Yeah. You know, And Lucy yeah. needs to be there too. Everybody needs to be there. Yeah. So maybe we can start running numbers that yeah. I just feel like a psycho if I do that yeah you're but not I'm a psycho not, right? you're, you're you're being smart I mean you want to you want to develop a golf IQ and you want to develop a language quickly so even if it's you know you're training your junior and and you say well how many impositions did you have today you know have some verbiage that that they understand oh you know well 20, how would you quantify like, imposition 20, for say, a very good 12 year old yeah golfer 20 year you know who's in position you know um, and I think that could be, you know, are we talking about within 15 feet for birdie? Yeah, well, is that it's always, tw- well, it's you know, it's, it's 20, it's 20, 20 is in position. So I would say, you know, 20 feet is in position for birdie. You just make sure you're playing the tees that you would, would do in order to make that happen. I mean, you want to play tees that are at the level we're at a transition standpoint a little bit for you. I mean, think about your yardages right now. Mm-hmm. Talk yeah. about like the last four tournaments you played. I just had a tournament that was like 48. 4,800. Yeah, 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 yeah. 4,800. Yeah, yeah. And then I just had one that was like yeah. 58. 
all team sports do. I mean, you're going to have to work out. I mean, you know, there will be players that might not. You're just going to have to. I mean, you go into a college environment, you're going to have to do some type of a workout. I mean, it's just part of the culture. Um, we try to develop that as even for healthy lifestyles. So for when you grow, you know, so you got to make sure somebody's going to be wanting to be able to, to, to fall into that culture a little bit, which mm-hmm. is workouts, team, you know, practices. Um, you know, playing every day. So just somebody that could handle a schedule like that. Um, so we're looking for looking for that as well. Um, and then I like to look at, I do like to look at tournament scores and see, see how they're doing. Um, but for me in particular, yes, I look at scores, but I'm looking to see what kind of player I'm going to have for those four years to help them develop to be the best player they can when they leave too. Yeah, the, 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 I got to imagine, and there's a balance between, you know, owning a, someone because of a scholarship, which some people are, talk about mm-hmm. you know you're almost completely scheduled out yeah i never talked to a coach specifically about what mm-hmm. that demand is like for your players right, right because we've heard some perspective from from some college athletes like mm-hmm. lauren boudreau from notre dame told us about her daily yeah, routine and yeah, it was yeah. really cool to hear yeah i haven't heard it from your side of it yeah though. so you you would mm-hmm. you're, you're placing that demand on them you're holding them accountable yeah. for their yeah. performance and for their growth and yeah. for their mm-hmm. you know team Right, obligations. Right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and if you think about it, I mean, okay, let's think of it as a tour player, even though they're going to be players that pl- play collegially. Obviously, they don't play on tour. But if you think of it as a tour player, they have a staff around them. They usually have, you know, a swing coach. They have a nutritionist. They have a person that's helping them with their workouts. They have, you know, they have mental um, guidance. So, you know, you're going to be dropped into a situation that we're trying to provide that with you, a sports performance. We're going to try to provide that. Maybe not the swing coaching and that type thing because most people have all that but at least a coach that could send video or something you know but but we're going to try to build that around you so you can reach your goals whether it's to 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 play professionally but if not you're going to win championships because it's fun right you know it's so much fun to hold that trophy with everybody and take a selfie and go number one right we all want to do that so you know we're going to put a team around you to do that and that does take time you know and it does take discipline to do that um but i would say there's not one athlete that doesn't want to make a memory like that even if they're just going to do it for for a few years or if they're going to do it for a lifetime and so um yeah it can be what's that practice regimen like for your players um well we're we're fortunate at wake forest that our practice facility is on campus so our facility is a pitching wedge away from your where you sleep so i mean you know that's wonderful um but so they get they ha- we do two or three morning workouts depending on the time of the season that it is. I'm allowed 20 hours a, a week of my time um, uh, to for practice and workouts. So we'll do that, and then we will. Um, I do practice staggered, and I do it based off statistical information. So they have to practice two and a half to three hours, um, depending on what else we're doing in that week. And I based it off statistical information, so my, um, myself and my associate head coach, Ryan Potter, we're always out there um, just sort of guiding them, whether it's we need to do more in position, so we'll do in position drills, trying to get 20 feet in, or we'll maybe do up and downs or this type thing. But we stagger it all day, so if they yeah, want to go... Is it individual work, or yeah, is there team we do, work as and well? It, we do, um, there's, the team's out, they're, they're, they're staggering. We stagger it so they can, this is a personal preference, which some coaches are different, but I want if they want to major in something that the classes are only offered in the afternoon, 
I want them to be able to do that. So we'll stagger the time so they can practice in the morning or in the afternoon if they want to go to a baseball game in the afternoon, um, as long as they're getting their work done. But then we come back together as a team Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Mondays are their okay. day off, and we usually play on the weekend. So, but that's my. But all coaches do things so so differently. Um, but there's a there's a workout requirement, there's a practice requirement, there's a play requirement. But it is within college is a blast so it's within yeah. being able to do your schoolwork and being able to do the other things that the school you know socially can provide too so um if you, but it's just like a job you get your work done then you go you know um go hang out with your friends a little later i want to i want to just let you kind of ask that final question about practice and we'll move on and wrap you up because i know you got some stuff to yeah. do but ellie always is very curious about this yeah so whenever we do these podcasts um i always like to figure out how how to practice more efficiently mm-hmm and is it dropping three balls and putting them like tournament putts, or is it an hour of drill work? Mm-hmm. That is a great question, and um, I think it can be different for each person and sort of how their mindset is. You've got some people who really like to do. I do think that everybody needs to do what I call toothbrush drills, um, which is what you do every single day, like you brush your teeth. So you want to maybe work on your start line for your putting, just your mechanics of your stroke. You might want to do that a little bit for your full swing. If you're doing some speed work, maybe do that two or three times a week. But, you know, um, shipping technique, that those are toothbrush drills. Do a little bit of that every day. But then you're going to have people that excel differently. Rachel Keene loves to just chip and putt contests against anybody. I mean, she is going to chip and putt, and she's going to do that over and over and over. And she may even do a drill that's competing for a certain score. She likes to, to, to do that. But then you've got... Um, you know, Amelia, very successful player as well, Malachio. So she um, she likes to um, do more skill-type work or more methodical-type things or one-ball-at-a-time type things and walks around. So um, I think it's up to you and your personality and what you like and what you can see yourself getting better at. If you love to do chipping and putting contests, do that. If you love to, um, you know, walk around and simulate 18 putts that you might have had on your last round of golf, go do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like to do a drill that's going to give you scores, go do that. Um, I think it's based, in, or it can mix it up, you know. Um, I think it's just based off of whatever you enjoy doing. I mean, the most important thing I can say is just keep a club in your hand, you know. I mean, if you've got a club in your hand, um, you're gonna, A, you're going to find somebody who wants to chip or putt against you. Um, but if not, you can figure out how to have a good time um, doing it with yourself. What's your favorite part about your job? The kids, right? Right. I mean, I, I coach because I like to be around like-minded um, young men and women um, that um, enjoy the grind and liking to get better at whatever they're doing. I mean, your relationships extend a lifetime with them and you've gone to plenty of weddings and oh and, yeah and a lot of babies have, mm-hmm. have, have well my husband has married two of my former players because he's an episcopal priest oh, is he? he's married two of my former players um i haven't had many babies yet i've only no? had no surprisingly i've only had you've maybe been three the, virginia i'm sure oh I mean, i've been, been, been touching for 20 years right. yeah but i hadn't had many babies yet everyone's still um, grinding they're, they're all still, still trying to make it somewhere <laughs> um but um, but yeah, I've married, had weddings are a blast, um, and I did just had actually we just did have a, a baby two weeks ago with one of them. Jax is his name, J. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, but it's it's just developing the relationships and and watching them whether it's they want to play professional or they want to be the uh, you know a commentator or a writer or the best mom ever or whatever they want to be. It's fun to watch them um, to to grow into what they love to do. Yeah, we uh, we love our time here with you right now. We every time we do this and we ask girls specifically yeah. and, and guys too, but we we do a lot with the, with the ladies because I have three daughters. But yeah. Wake is always always mentioned uh-huh. as I would love to go play golf at Wake Forest. Oh, nice. So you know that. Don't give me the own nice. You already know this, okay? And, and there's, a, there's a small list. I mean, there's a small list that we hear a lot, and that's, yeah. and, and that's got to be a tribute mm-hmm. to you and what you've built there because it hasn't always been that way. Thank you. And so when they brought you over, there was a shift in culture and there was a shift in the mindset, and mm-hmm. clearly it's coming from the top. So I don't know if you just have a good assistant coach that you're hiding behind mm-hmm. or so, you're crushing yeah, it so, yeah. because you're in the, you're in the, you're in the hunt yeah. and, well, thank and, you. and the ACC is tough and yeah. beating Duke is tough yes. and we know that. Yes. And that's uh-huh. the, probably the first goals is the ACC every year mm-hmm. for you or I would do you say look past very that? Very much so. No, I, I, first, I mean, if I, if we're given Duke a run for their money, they're really good. And we have every time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we want, we beat them a few years ago in ACCs and then they beat us at NCAAs in the last match. Um, but they're they're great rivals, and so um, you know if we're getting if we're close to them, we're going to be close to competing for a national championship. And the ACC keeps getting stronger and stronger. You know, not just Duke, but Florida State was up there. Virginia's up there. Um, Virginia Tech had a great year. I mean, you just you know so. ACC competition is really good, and I do have a great assistant coach, and mm-hmm. I have a team of people at Wake Forest that really love golf. Um, it's a golf school, and so um, we have a that's statue of Arnold having, Palmer. There. I mean, it's a golf school. It's a golf I mean, school. it's right. a golf school. <laughs> people love it. I've, we've yeah. never been there and yeah. seen it, but everyone talks great about the campus. How beautiful yeah. it is! Rachel said there's like five thousand students, which people don't even realize how small, small you are. We're, yeah, we're which one is of the, great. I, we may be the smallest Power Five school by. Um, I think we are by student body. That's a draw, it's right? A, I yeah. think that's a big draw. It's a small private school. You can walk from one area to the other in 10 minutes. Our facility, which is unbelievable, is on campus. Um, whereas everything, so like I said, a pitching wedge to our practice facility, a pitching wedge to um, our nutritionist, a pitching wedge from to where we work out. I mean, um, our golf course is it might be like a five wood you know so it's but i mean it's right there on um right at campus too i live on campus and take a golf cart to work oh nice i mean is it's not a golf school i mean yeah. <laughs> it's just you yeah, know right. so it's a, it's a really cool place to to call home and um yeah all right we get it you have some important things to handle today like <laughs> willing your u.s team to the arnold palmer cup victory our time was short but it was sweet Maybe sometime down the road, we can meet again and do a full episode. Thank you so much for your time. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. And Allie, I look forward to seeing you play golf. Thank yeah, thanks you. a lot for sitting yeah. down with us. Yeah. It was really special for us. Uh-huh. Well, we need to go catch some of the 25th annual Arnold Palmer Cup. And remember, golf is great, but the grind makes it greater. Let's go.